Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Bradley Ellis. Big word. <laughs> Michael Damiani. <laughs> Brandon Jones. Gotta get it wide. <laughs> and Ian Hink. Hi. Do we explain big wide? Are we no, just kind of... No, 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 no. Uh, We must now play pro strats only, please, Jones. I have one. No, Jones, okay. I got one that's hard this week. I, I got. I picked out a hard one for I you. Didn't say anything. If you're not familiar, this is where patrons of Easy Allies ask the experts of our panel for help in a game that they're having a problem with. Here we go. Hello, allies. I'm stuck in Trigonometry Town Two. Build it math. I'm at the part where I must determine how much roof overhang overhang my house should have to block sunlight from hitting the side of my house at noon when the sun is at the angle of 75 degrees. Should I take the tangent of theta using the height of my 19-foot house or subtract the angle of the sun from the right angle where my house meets the ground and use the triangle instead? Prostrats only, please. Corey. Corey? Is that a, see like here's the root of it is I don't I don't think I don't believe Corey's a real person I think this I, like granted I don't do Corey's homework a patron. and check. yes I pulled this from Patreon Por- Corey is a genuine person with a real problem with this game well then my genuine answer is you take the tangent of the theta but that's like not it sounds complicated but it's just not like you've you've succeeded in writing something that sounds tricky but it's not a it's not actually tricky when, I'm sorry I yes just, it is. It's not. I mean, Jones, this is like that's, the, my answer. that's the hardest game I've ever played, and you're smugly being like, how would you not know that? I guess I am. <laughs> Damiani, would you have known? Yeah. I don't even I don't even know what that means, a theta. Brad, would you have known how to do this? Yeah, dude. Of course. Ian, would you have known? Yeah, yeah. I guess I should uh cancel the segment then, huh? Whoa, whoa, no, whoa. Man. Hold on, dude. It's a good. We, I'm just trying to be constructive. It's no, a good I'll just segment. Try, I'll do it's a, a good segment. segment. I'll do something it's else. Really it's a instead. good segment, Kyle. and you know, I, I like doing fresh segments at the beginning. Kyle, I just gotta say that never before in my life have I ever been jealous of you until you came up with pro strats only, please. Whoa, dude. Yeah, you yeah. can't kill it, man. It's a fan favorite. Okay, I guess I'll just try harder next week. Wow, Damiani, that means something to me. See, man. <laughs> Begin corrections music, please. <laughs> Shinya Takahashi, <laughs> senior managing, managing executive officer of Nintendo. I feel so bad. This is a person who we bring up many, apparently brought up many times, and always I'm like, never heard of this guy before. Mm-hmm. So it's this, it's this executive at Nintendo, shows up in these videos all the time, Nintendo directs, here I am, and never leaves an impression. And I just think of him like listening to the podcast, and we're like, don't know who this guy is, just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> He's got, I guess, guys got to deliver bad news. Um, retail copies of Metro Exodus uh, will include Epic Game Store codes, which is weird because on January 24th, apparently, they confirmed that it would be a Steam key in the box. So if you're buying that box, at some point between January 24th and last week, they're like, oh, actually, we should slip Epic Game Store codes in there. I wonder if they had to, like, open boxes and switch out the codes. <laughs> That's pretty crazy to me. They- are they doing any more box versions other than the... Cl- There's like a special edition I thought was like the one that came with the Steam codes. So if, is there like a standard release maybe? There is, yeah. That m- And that's coming with... You think even the special edition... Oh, I'm going like to get corrected again. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, saying, Metro Exodus Corrections is probably a bad idea for oh, the next yeah. couple weeks. I got a few. <laughs> I'm just saying, I got a few. It speaks out how crazy the situation is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unprecedented that they would actually have to change the code that are going to be in physical versions of the games is, is too too crazy. Um, 
I asked people about uh, what the, if the price changed in your country or not. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody changed for the better. Brazil changed for the worse. They're charging Brazilians U.S. dollars for this. So the the U.S. is the only country in which Metro Exodus became cheaper on the Epic Game Store. <laughs> not and in the, the country where the game was developed. Yeah. And what's so funny is like uh, somebody even brought up that on you could buy it on the Razor store for forty eight dollars. Uh, so technically, it was even cheaper on one store in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, pretty nuts. Um, Sweden, no price change. Well, we actually we have a lot of listen, listeners from Brazil. A oh, lot of checked in. Hey. I like it. Nice. Um, oh, one thing we forgot. I forgot to mention when we we're talking about why someone would go to the Epic Game Store, and I forgot this one key aspect is. The Unreal Engine is basically free, but Epic's going to take a 5% cut of your total revenue. Um, if you publish on the Epic Game Store, they don't take that uh, 5%. So Metro being on an Unreal Engine gives them further incentive, like another 5% Wait, subtracted from if that. it's only on the store or if it's on there along with anything else? Uh, on there as, long as, any, as well as everything else. With okay. Metro, they clearly bought a deal. Hmm. They bought an de exclusivity deal. Um, Division 2 will also be on Uplay. Many people wanted me to mention that. So Uplay and Epic Game Store. Oh. Um, yeah, for sure they, they put it on their own. Samus, apparently, back to normal at the end of Metroid Fusion. Back to her old suit. In the, oh, okay. I thought she was going to be like a gross, slimy blue person for the rest I of her mean, life. Apparently there was a well, like, antidote. Where is it in the timeline? At the end, the very, very end. It's the end. last game. It's the last game in the timeline. Oh. Unless Federation Force... No, Federation Force is in the prime timeline. So, yeah, yeah. That I guess uh, it's the last thing you ever see of Samus. And I never played to the end? I could, for some I reason... Just can't, I haven't played since Game Boy Advance. I assumed she was stuck like this. Uh, <laughs> Great Saiyaman is a disguise from other students, not Chi-Chi. Damiani, did you... Where did you yeah, of course. Where do you like, land what? on Great Saiyan? I thought, he, I thought he was disguised from his mom. No, I thought he didn't want dude, his mom to like, know. His he, mom's not in the city when he's, like, fighting crime. Wow. It's for students. He's, he's in high school. Wow, Kyle, he's trying to hide his identity from the other students. So yeah. That's exactly so, it. Yes. Like Videl and stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, yeah, and That Videl's. and Metroid, back-to-back. Back. Damiani's furious. <laughs> uh, can anyone sing the Trials Fusion song? Trials Fusion! Man, machine... The future. That's it, Jones. We always say "Man Machine" in the future, it's, but it's not, isn't it? It's yeah. "Man Machine" the fusion. The fusion. The that's fusion. Right. Yes, the fusion between man and machine. That's is right. it "Welcome to the Fusion"? It is "Welcome to the Future." Okay. Man Machine the fusion. Oh well, there they. Yeah, they're yeah. playing the fire. And corrections music, sense. please. Cool. Woo wee. Um, also, some weird stuff. I, I kind of count this as an update because I think it's kind of interesting that THQ Nordic. The uh, holding company is separate from THQ, THQ Nordic Vienna, uh, more of like a, a publisher still, but, you know, uh, tied in with Deep Silver. They, they combined into one holding company. Mm -hmm. I got corrections that it's like, hey, that THQ that wrote that tweet wasn't THQ. It was THQ the holding company. I'm like, it's still a THQ. THQ wrote that tweet. Um, but anyway, uh, what was interesting is that the holding company, because I think of what happened with the confusion last week, is going to change their name. So THQ Nordic Holding Company of Deep Silver and THQ Vienna will become some other name in the near future. Kind of interesting. Okay. Do you all remember my favorite way to start a podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What is it? Game announcement. Game announcement. And Brad, what is the most special kind of game announcement? A shadow drop. A shadow drop. I knew that one. <laughs> Jones even knew that. We had a shadow drop over the course of the last seven days. Yeah. 
Uh, was rumored. Rumored as I think as, as soon as Friday. I think like Friday the rumors started. were talking about it. Yeah, it started popping up, bubbling up mm-hmm. that respawn developers of the Titanfall games and the upcoming Star Wars, Wars. game uh, are making a battle royale game free to play that doesn't have any Titans in it in the Titanfall universe. That was the rumor. And it was like, cool, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, nothing, uh, I think they officially confirmed on Sunday, hey, tomorrow, check it out mm-hmm. at uh, noon. We'll be doing a stream. Check out our Twitch channel. We're going to just blow it out. And I think it was like a 12-minute, 15-minute presentation. We're going to show you what this game is. Oh, that's short. So it didn't drag on? It did not, Dude, it did not Great. drag. It was really Great. nice. Uh, yeah, so at noon Pacific time, just trailer shows up. Apex Legends is the name of the game. Uh, there are, it is a battle royale game. Mm-hmm. Instead of 80 or 100, there are 60 people. These 60 people are divided into three person squads. Uh, in those squads, you have basically have classes, you have character classes. Each class is a character with a unique uh character uh unique personality unique look uh so it's kind of like hero driven overwatch style um but you have to be in these three person squads and these characters do have different uh abilities abilities like one ultimate one like passive Mm -hmm. ability and then like one like regular like ability um that's it that's the game yeah and you can play this right now free to play go download it i played it Brad played it. I played it. It was there, and I was like, okay. Give me your first impression. Give me your quick impression. Uh, I only played, full disclosure, only like 30 minutes. Hey. And I played, and I was like, oh, it was okay. Sure. Panel, what I prepared today to talk about uh, Apex Legends, seven genius things. Okay. I want you to tell me if I'm out of line with these seven genius things. These are things that I think are genius with Apex Legends. Okay. Jones is excited to tell me I'm out of line. (laughs) We'll start with this one. The shadow drop itself. Yeah. Genius. Yes, genius. So I want to read you a quote that I love. This is uh, it's from an interview with Eurogamer. Lead producer Drew McCoy said this. And Jones, I think you'll love this too. To try and convince a skeptical audience for months with trailers and hand-on art, hands-on articles, we're just like, let the game speak for itself. It's the most powerful antidote to potential problems. We're doing a free-to-play game with essentially loot boxes after we were bought by EA, and it's not Titanfall 3. It's the perfect recipe for a marketing plan to go awry, so why have that? Let's just let it ship the, let's just ship the game and let players play. Love that quote. Yeah, great idea. Love that reasoning. Point. Boom. Especially with the characters in it. Like, what, what a marketing team is like, well, we, you know, we, we've shown you gameplay. You know kind of the rules. we got to make, like, five more trailers. I guess we'll do a trailer for every character. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't care about these characters. Yes. You know, ver- versus, oh, I'm just discovering this game now. Who do I want? Oh, I want to be that guy. Now I like that character. Now I'm, I'm just introduced to it, and I'm playing as that character five seconds later. It doesn't work with everything. Like, Mortal Kombat is a different story, obviously. Yeah. Like, they're slowly rolling out the roster, you know, so, like, some properties can create excitement because people are wondering who's going to be in it. What do they look like now? Uh, what are the new characters like? But for this, yeah, it's like to, to not... Uh, case in point, um, uh, you brought it up beforehand. I can't even think of the name of it. Um, it's not around anymore. Cliff. What? Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers, the first thing they ever released was like a 3D model of one character. And you're just like, no, that's not a... That doesn't really tell me anything. No, that was the other Unreal game, the 3D models. Quake. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that was... What was, what was that game? That? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the one they canceled. They were working on that in Fortnite, and they're like, "Sorry, we're canceling this other game." To, for, it was like Immortal Champions or something. Dude, Oof, that boy. game. Yeah, terrible that I can't come up with that. Yeah, yeah bad at my job today. Um, I can't but the name of that. Uh, I think Lawbreakers was a CG trailer first, was it? 
Yes, it was a story trailer. Okay, oh, that okay. explained the the law and the breakers and the, you know the, yeah. the, the title. Um, but Fair, yeah, just yeah, like focusing on characters for something like this is a bad idea. It's, yeah. it's just not people care. Paragon, thank you. Paragon, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ian. Um, uh, yeah, people are going to like you, Brad. Like you're you're primarily going to be like, how does this play? Is mm-hmm. this fun? Like that's what you when you said like, okay, they did it. You know, like mm-hmm. that was what you were checking. It wasn't like. You know how spunky are these characters? Like how oh, well are yeah. their yeah, yeah, are their yeah. backstories really portrayed in each match? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not, for that genre, for that you know, to try to capture the interest of that audience, they you know this is this is something that's exciting to get your hands on immediately. Yeah, and that's what I, I like in the quote, and I like what you just said, Jones, is that all games can't be shadow drops. Mortal Kombat 11 would be a bad shadow drop, right? Yeah. Like we want to anticipate Mortal Kombat Easier 11. Easier with a free to play. You'd game. miss a lot of yes. potential momentum to build up to, toward launch. Yeah, but also I, I feel like there are games that we've talked about where like why didn't why didn't they shadow drop that? Why did they announce that now when it's not coming out till like summer of 2019? You know, and, mm-hmm. and so there is different types of games that mm-hmm. deserve to be shadow dropped. This one, as stated, is the perfect storm. Yeah. Because it is, it is just like a everybody. We know you're mad. We know there's a lot of reasons not to like this. Just try it, and yeah. it, and it worked. Because a shadow drop is a gift, yes. <laughs> you know? And like some companies, when they give you a gift, you know, like we're saying, Titanfall, like it's in a it's interesting position. EA is in an interesting position for multiplayer games. And so when when something like this happens, like oh, that was a nice gift that they gave us. We didn't have to you know sit through all of these trailers, this marketing campaign. We don't have to wait for something that we weren't really sure was going to be great. Whereas if you know, Ed gave us that gift with Mortal Kombat. It would raise a red flag. We'd be like, "Why? Why did? Why was this rushed?" <laughs> and so it it is a kind of a you're showing your hand a little bit. You're you're kind of revealing like we don't think it could have survived a marketing campaign. We think this is something that we needed that feedback immediately to really tune this game to be what people want it to be and not us selling ahead of no, no no this game is what we want it to be as developers yeah on that same coin though jones it did it, it is not a half-baked game it's not like early access this game is mm-hmm. complete mm-hmm. in a way that i think a lot of people did not expect hearing about it just the weekend right before um pretty crazy that way i got another genius thing they locked in top streamers we can call them influencers on day one, so that right after that presentation, that 12 or 15 minute presentation, you were watching a lot, your favorite live streamers playing this game immediately. They did, they were called partners, right? They mm-hmm. it said like uh, Apex Legends partner or something on their oh, screen. That's genius. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Locking so that's them what I'm talking about. It's pretty yeah. standard. You yeah. Know, yeah. I think it's smart to do now, but uh, and they got labeling big, it is big streamers to do it. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Summit was doing it, you said. Dr. Disrespect. Yeah. I think Dr. Summit may have not been a partner, oh, okay. which is interesting. Um, he was just playing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was weird. It was, I think there was like a little club of it too, which is kind of funny, where it's just like, oh, I got to go to LA. Because they were flown out ahead of time to mm-hmm. get experience with the game, check it out. Yeah. So that on day one, they were ready to stream and ready to compete. Um, and it, it was big all day. Uh, basically, I think that they were partners for as long as they were paid by e- EA. But at the end of the day, uh, those flags were gone. The Apex partner flag was gone. And they're still playing the game. And so it was number one on Twitch all day long by a huge margin. It's number one currently. And I think that's because of, they pursued these people. But now it has a natural momentum. Now they don't even have to pay them anymore because... Yeah. It's mutually benefit beneficial for everybody. Well, think about this. They play, a lot of those big streamers play Battle Royale all day. Like yes. five days a week, eight hours a day. When there's a brand new one by Respawn, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is something new and different and fresh. Yeah. So, yes, I want to play this. Mm-hmm. 
Like, even if they don't stick with it forever, but it's just like new right now. I, yeah, I mean, a lot of people probably would have done it for free. They probably would have been doing it anyway. Yeah, they're like, oh, sick, new battle royale. Yeah, but I like the idea that they locked them in. Yeah. Um, and I mean, maybe it's because it's a good game, and they wanted it to speak for itself. Mm-hmm. These streamers are having a good time with it. They were having a. They like it yeah, fundamentally, enjoying this game. Uh, the things that make it different, and so that is to me. You know, Jones, we love trailers. We love uh, uh, public statements even. This was the best marketing this game could have had is streamers playing it. Yeah. He's nodding. I agree. Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> um, I do want to, I want to go through some stats because I think this is pretty crazy. Just before we started recording this, so 3.20 p.m. Pacific time, uh, currently there are 305,000 people watching this game. Yeah. That, that is so crazy. For perspective, Fortnite's at 146. And Sea of Thieves, we talked about how that was huge, 5.1K. So, like, it's, it, I, I, I know this is going to fluctuate, right? I know oh, that it, when I say 305K, like, it could be 20 the next week, you know? Um, but this day after, um, I saw earlier today, I think uh, Tim the Tatman is his name, got it, and Ninja were both sponsored. They were both Apex partners. But as of that 3.05 p.m., uh, nobody was, there were no partners left. Everybody was just streaming it on their own accord. And I think that's pretty exciting. I think that's a good way to, a genius way to market your game. Mm-hmm. Next thing. Let's go for an easy, a, a simpler one. Markers. So, because you're in three-person squads, uh, communication is necessary. If you don't have three, like a particular, a, a, a group of three friends to play with, you know, you have to communicate a lot with randoms. Yeah. What I really like about this game, it has a system of markers where you point at a thing and you just like click on it. It can be in the distance. Everybody knows like, oh, that gun is over there. I dropped this ammo over there. There's a guy over there. Look at this point. Look at this waypoint. Mm-hmm. Let's go over there. Don't go over there. And it has a system of like, communicating with everybody that's extremely simple that ooh, Ian calls it pinging. That's what they call it in the game. Ian, you played, you played the game yesterday. I streamed it with Huber, yeah. Uh, tell me about pinging. I think you point at it and hit R1, and then it goes, the characters have voice lines, and it puts a marker up, and so that uh, someone would say, like, there's blue armor over here, or whatever. Isn't that insanely simple? It's great, yeah. Yeah, and you could, like, thank someone. There's, like, a button prompt. Or yes, I push. saw thanks, even. My robot was like, thank you, or something. I think that that stuff's genius. Yeah, it's cool. And just come out on day one, is like, here's pinging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's a good idea. Um, what was your first impression of the game while we're going through the genius stuff? It looked good. Looked good. Yeah, I liked the way it looked, and it ran well. Like, we were playing on PS4, and it wasn't crashing or broken or anything. Yeah. Which was crazy. Just the idea that the servers were not crashing yesterday yeah. is so insane. I hear on so PC insane. it was. But, I got um, DC yeah. once. Ooh. Yeah, PC once. has on PC. trouble. But gotcha. still, that's not that bad. But yeah. DC'd once? For, like, the, the game launching that day? Yeah. Not too bad. I liked it. It was cool. It so, was a game I was happy to watch, didn't need to play it. Is pinging genius, or is that just like a cute little thing? I think it's good. Uh, yeah, you said it was cool and good. I, yeah. I'm with Brad. I think, Not yeah. quite genius. Fortnite, you know, the the my Save the World that I play in Fortnite, they had that in like two years ago. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's not it's not revolutionary, Fair but play. I think it's a smart thing for that game mode specifically. Fair play. Uh, okay. And I like the the I like the thank you button. I think that's even yeah. better than that. <laughs> I love the thank you button. Number four, no Titans, no Titanfall in the title. I yeah. think that is genius. I do. Some people were sad about it, but I think that was a smart idea. Yeah. <laughs> I miss the Titans, though, man. I really miss the Titans. I think it's so they can add them later. and everyone Yeah, I mean, they probably can. can as well. Yeah. But I really miss yeah. them. I think they have no intention of adding them later. 
Oh, who knows? They could have a mode. I have no interest in it then. Or something. (laughs) They could have a mode or something where there's like Titan that just drops randomly. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. It could still be added later. Um, Wall running is different too, I guess. There's yeah, no you can wall like, running. You can like yeah. run up stuff. Oh, bit. okay, cool, cool. But it's you not, can't like it's do a sideways much as Titanfall the, that, uh, I remember, that I recall. Mm. Uh, I kind of want to tap into this perspective that Damiani has because Titanfall 2 is one of your favorite shooters of all time. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad people are enjoying this. I think they've been smart about all the business decisions they've done to give this game the best chance to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing there's no Titans in this and the who knows what's going on. I don't... The fact that the initial report was there was no Titanfall 3 in development, like, I just hate everything about this. <laughs> like, I don't like it. I'm angry that this exists and there might not be a Titanfall 3. Yeah. I I wanted to follow up to the campaign of Titanfall 2. I think it's one of the best single-player campaigns, uh, especially a shooting game campaign yeah. I've ever played. Um, like, up there with, like, Metroid Prime, like, in terms of, like, wow factor and just, like, awesome design. And then think that they might not get a chance to make a follow-up to that and have to do this because it sounded like I only focus on bits and pieces and it sounded like they just decided they were at a point in development where this part was good and they're like we're just going to release this it sounded like that was the original report I read said we're just going to release this we're not working on anything else beyond this in regards to the Titanfall universe yes and I know there's that caveat that apparently uh, came out recently said like actually there's something with the, the T word that's coming you know you know, at some point, was Vince that yeah. the mm-hmm. fellow said that? I think that's a pacifier, though. I think you yeah. should not expect anything. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't buy that at all. I think, yeah. it, if anything, I think it's adding Titans to this. Maybe mm-hmm. at, at some point would gotcha. be the best you can hope for. And yeah, the fact that this has no Titans in it specifically, I'm just kind of like, okay, it's just okay. It's another battle royale. I was like, I'd, I just would gravitate towards Fortnite because I played it. I'm familiar with it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to jump into other any additional ones. And yeah, I'm just sad that we lost potentially have lost a unique uh, unique franchise Let me and, ask you and this, a Tommy potential Annie. sequel. If it was called I mean they called it something. Titanfall else. Colon Apex Legends and there were Titans that dropped every ten minutes, do you think it would be a more successful game today? I think if it had any kind of Titan invo- like mechanic in it, mm-hmm. the fact that it just like made it like your squad can get yeah, just ex- everything you said, heck, just make it like a sixty or fifty-player Titan uh, battle royale. I, I think I'd be I'd be way more interested. I think it'd have more longevity. Um, I'm scared. That's, that to me, that's crazy. I'm scared that this game is doing well right now because uh-huh. they've made all the right decisions. But I think this this kind of wait, you're this, scared they made all the right decisions He's because of the future because for the future of the game because I think it's a fickle thing. I think it's a fickle market for sure. When you just point yeah. out Sea of Thieves' number, right? Like like in two three weeks. I expect this game to be like nothing. Yeah. It will be like, hey, remember a few weeks when we were playing this? Everyone's back to Fortnite. Everyone's back to their main games they're playing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think and this is enough. You know I don't think they, this game has enough. You know what they do then? What? what? Put Titans in it. <laughs> I don't think Titans would save it. So I, why I think this is a genius that Titanfall's not in the title that Titans aren't in it. I think that we have to accept that Titanfall 2... Damiani, I love it too, wasn't a big success. Right. I think they needed to move on from it. I, they care about their world, which I love. Respawn clearly cares about that universe, but you have to find a new way to make it successful. You have to, as a business, find a new game that will that generate revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that it would be less successful with Titans in it. I think it would be less successful if it was called Titanfall something because there's certain baggage to it. I think people would be way more pissed if it was called Titanfall, had Titanfall in the name. Yeah. There might be even that, yeah. yeah. I mean, I agree. They made a smart choice of not calling this Titanfall at all. 
Um, I think, yeah, I think people would be way more upset about the decision to do this. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I saw that there was some digging into the why Titanfall 2 underperformed. There's like a report that said that it was actually the respawn people who had the complete control of when the game came out. They weren't forced to release it. Yeah, I saw Jason Schreier talking about that. Because everyone week. blames that it's terrible release date oh, okay. for yeah. why it sold well. And they're like, actually, no, they picked that date. They, they, they believed in it. And, you know, everyone's like, if they picked a different date, would have done better because it would have been sandwiched between all these other great releases that year came out. But, I mean, at the same time, single everyone likes to say some players' games are dead, and yet they're selling amazing um what Resident Evil Two sales? Amazing. King March Three just sold like what? Shipped five, Shipped million. five million stuff. Mm-hmm. Like single player games can. And last year Spider Man, how, how, how God of War? Like they can definitely sell amazing. It's if possible. They have a huge name attached to them. Titanfall. <laughs> all could, four of those games had a huge name. They're all. Ex- he's right. Hugely yeah, he's successful right. <laughs> Titanfall could have could do better. I think Titanfall Two was but people played it. Know it was good. I think if they people showed Titanfall three and showed a campaign and said it's gonna like it's same people and everything, I think they earned some goodwill from the last game. I think Titanfall one it had a lot of buzz around it. People played it; it was good, but it didn't. I don't think it delivered on everyone's expectations. Mm-hmm. So people went into two going, "Eh, the first one, you know, guys, kind of let down." Then people who played two said, "Yo, this is actually really good. You know, play it." And if they made a third one, people were like, "Yeah, I heard that second one was really good." This one's probably gonna be like the best one. Like, there's no angle they could have played on this. And if they had EA's backing with it as well for a marketing plan, I get it. you said like the dangers of a marketing plan. Like, yeah. this is what they tried to avoid with this. I think this Titanfall 3 would be a game that definitely would need a good marketing plan. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was gonna sell like numbers like Kingdom Hearts, Resident Evil, or Marvel, or, or sorry, Spider Man or God of War, but I bet it could have outsold Titanfall 2 and been like a step in the right direction sales wise mm-hmm. and could be building something heck. Timefall, everyone thought it was just to be a multiplayer-centric game. It could have been, like, the next good, like, single-player game, especially, like, Call of Duty dropping uh, campaign mode. Mm-hmm. Like, this could have been another good sh- uh, shooter genre game that had a strong campaign mode to fill in that void. Uh, I, I think it could have succeeded. Especially, like, yeah, I think it could have succeeded. I, I don't know, man. I think they're just reading the writing on the wall, you know? Like, if you've got a, if you've got a sweet cult classic indie darling, you know, and you want to roll the dice on the third one and make sell a million copies or whatever why do that when you could put out a free-to-play battle royale that takes less time to make and could potentially have huge upswing and take less effort you know like it's just a smarter financial this is too, i feel this is too much of a gamble man i think this is you're playing a low odds game with the battle royale genre right now i, I feel like you it's can throw as much money as it like they're doing yeah you'll get like you can buy so much success but i i don't think this is going to change anything i think this is ultimately going to be like to, to them it's be like hey it did good for a few weeks but now where is it at what is it doing for us okay time for you to move on back to Star Wars respawn like you're not working like time and is now is Titanfall completely dead oh Apex failed we didn't put out a Titanfall 3 they're committed to Apex so I do want to say for mm-hmm. Apex's credit for its success you know we talk about Twitch numbers which you're right don't mean too mm-hmm. much but uh, Vince Pella did tweet at the end of the day in 8 hours the game had a million players yeah, as you're saying, that could drop off for sure, but that is a huge successful day that most games could never reach, and I don't think Titanfall three could ever reach. I wonder uh, what percentage of those million bought the other two characters because it basically cost ten bucks. I guess you'd have to buy the twenty dollar pack to get both. You know? No, I'm sorry. How does that work? There, so there are eight. There are eight characters, but two of them are locked out. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, cool. And it costs like 
I mean, I'm spitballing guessing. I think it's like 750 points, in-game points, that you can earn by playing it, I believe. Uh, but you can buy them for 10 bucks or something like that. I don't know the specifics, so don't come after me with that. But Do like, I get to pick which characters I want? Yes. There, there are two characters you can just straight unlock them, but you need that currency. Got it. Mm. So basically, like to get all eight characters, you got to pay like uh, mm -hmm. 15, 20 bucks or play a bunch to unlock them. Unless there's some way to unlock them that I don't know about, but yeah. Yeah, I bet they made a lot of money in one day. Yeah, I wonder. I bet they made a ton of money yesterday and are making a ton of money today. They probably are. Like, no doubt about that. I also would argue that the, the the brand recognition, Respawn, Vince Cimpella, people made Call of Duty before. Shadow dropping a game, of course, it's going to grab people's attention. You had Keeley tweeting about this. Like There was like a lot of buzz going Ooh, into this. Ooh, they had the Keeley tweet. Yeah, remember that? No, I'm just, I don't, yeah, yes. I think, yeah. He was but tweeting ahead of time. There yeah. were, there, yeah. there was a lot of buzz going into this. Not every game can just shadow drop a free-to-play Battle Royale game, and it's good. It could be good and still do these numbers. Like, they had a bit of help with their, like, I'm with Kyle. Yeah, Jones, you, you nodded yeah. immediately when I said this was genius. Yeah. I want to hear your take on that. Uh, I think there's two different situations. Hey, uh, you know, oh, what's this? A new Titanfall game? Okay. You know, I played Titanfall 1, thought it was okay, I didn't play 2, heard it was good, but, you know, not interested. Oh, there's new Apex Legends, what's that? Oh, mm -hmm. okay, those kind of, oh, those clips are cool. Oh, it's Titanfall 2? Interesting. You know, it's like there's a story there, mm -hmm. where it's like you see the word Titanfall, and you automatically bring you know. all of the stuff in your head that's cluttered up there, you know, concerning Titanfall. Yeah. Uh, it, the I, For some reason, it's probably like a weird, a very bizarre line to draw, but like, reminds me of PT a little bit. Like, Silent Hill was not in great shape when PT came out. And PT is not exemplary of Silent Hill, really. Like, there's not a lot of the classic characters in there from the series. Um, they're, they're, they were uh, showing off a brand new protagonist that was like an actual actor being put in the game. There's a lot of things that if those were headlines before PT happened, people would be like, whoa, I don't know like where the series is going. They were just like, what about this other game? Let me just throw something at you you're going to enjoy regardless. And then now you're excited about this brand. Now you're curious about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. Um, uh, Ian brought up some stats. I'm going to make you read to make Damiani feel worse. Oh, I got a counter. I saw it already. Okay. Uh, yeah, it says Titanfall 2 sold five out of si five to six million. EA expected ten, nine or ten. Uh, the article says that EA wasn't pissed about that. They were like, eh, we wanted to, but we're relatively happy with the performance. Sorry, where is that article from? Games, game per? It was the first one that came up. Game PR? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, Damiani's counterpoint. No, it was revealed. Uh, EA's quarter reporting or uh, Q3 uh, earnings report came out. Oh, Bal Battlefield Five only sold seven million copies. Big Battlefield, big name recognition, only sold seven million. Underperformed expectations. You tell me, Titanfall Two, <laughs> game that has not near the legacy or history of Battlefield, sold like one million less than it. One of their marquee games. Like, come on. This and should it, become a debate show. That's yeah, a great yeah. counter. I got to say, kind of all that's a great counterpoint. Com yeah, come on. Like, I know, like, I, I'm sorry. My viewpoint of Titanfall is Titanfall 2 was really freaking good. I'm really excited about a possibility of Titanfall 3. Like, I'm really sold on that. So I, like, actually believe in that. So the, from that perspective, everything I've seen about this is, like, I'm happy other people are enjoying a new type of game, and I, I'm glad the developers, if they find success, I'm glad, because if this game does well, I want this game to do well, because maybe they get the money, mm -hmm. and they can eventually make a time for I don't want Respawn yeah. to go away. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't, I don't want to wish that, but a real the, the pragmatic point part of me says this will likely either become their future for, like, long-term, other than Star Wars, 
or this won't do well, and they have to work on. They're going to tell them to work on something else. And either way, we're not getting a Titanfall three, and I'm like bummed out. Yeah, uh, there are two things that are worth mentioning on the, I think on this, and I think they're both from uh, Schreier's reporting on Kotaku. Uh, one is that uh, as of 2017, fall of 2017, Kotaku had heard that Titanfall three was in development, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that it transformed into this game. They wanted to get Titanfall three out quickly because apparently it wasn't looking too hot on the Source engine, their, their modified version of the Source engine. And so they wanted to get it out fast before, I guess, next gen, or just before it looked too dated, I think is the word right. that was used there. So yeah, there was a Titanfall 3 in development, which I think hurts Damiani worse, is that it was transformed into this Battle Royale game. Uh, secondly, though, Damiani, I just learned this today. I think this is really interesting, and Respawn says this themselves. Um, the Star Wars team is a completely new team. No one from Titanfall... Uh, that wasn't any like Titanfall group. That yeah. was Stig Asmussen just hiring his own group. I think that's incredibly interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think what would happen is if, if Apex is going to do well, some of the staff might either be let go from the Titanfall team mm-hmm. or rolled into just the Star Wars team as like they that's, need more as they ramp up and need more people. That's um, actually what I thought they were maybe doing. Or they, they will just be assigned three. to a new project. Like, hey, he is like, hey, we have another game we want to made. We think you're a good fit for it. And the Titanfall team will become another IP team, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a quick question outside of the Genius game. Five months from now, which will be bigger? Battlefield Five Battle Royale or Apex Legends? Mm. I, I, I don't feel like Battlefield Battle Royale will be that huge. For some reason, I just get that weird feeling about it. Me too, dude. I wouldn't even be surprised if it doesn't come out. <laughs> I mean, I think it'll come oh, out, but that's a hot take. Like they, they, they save, they like oh my. take what they're working on and yeah. save it for like a fall big release. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why, yeah, why waste it on this now? Like yeah. just working into something. Well, new. we'll probably have Battlefront Oof. three or whatever next year. Star Wars Battle them, Royale yeah. game. Yeah, I mean they could have a Battle Royale. Mode. I, oh man, oh man, just. Oh. I I see this game working. I see this. I know that it could f- drop off. I kind I I see the merits in it, and I do see the value in it. And I watch streamers who were loving the game mm-hmm. itself. So I I can see it in five months being okay. Still around, yeah. Yeah, still around. Not bigger than Fortnite as it is no, now. No, I don't think it will be. But yeah, I don't see Battlefield Five reaching with the. I've what seen this a lot of platforming. I've seen very very little of this game, but the mm-hmm. clips I've seen on, on social media have a lot of platforming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of like I'm gonna get over to that guy and they're not going to know I'm coming you know and like that just plays really well on this genre I think yeah yeah it's cool you think about all the, the, the exciting developments in Fortnite this last year a lot of them had to do with go-karts and planes and yeah. you know just moving them all around the map faster the balloons uh, Ian I want to give you an opportunity to counter argument Damiani's argument that Titanfall 2 was not that unsuccessful because Battlefield 5 was unsuccessful this year I mean they they both failed <laughs> Quick and to the point. <laughs> they both <Ouch>. fail. <laughs> uh, number uh, six. In-game banners. Now, here's a weird thing this game has. So, yeah. in this map, there's a huge, like, um, Hunger Games banners where you see players on them. You see, like, the best player who has the most kills. That person has a bounty, and you see their image on this banner. So it's like Brandon Jones right now has the most kills. Not true. Here's what he looks like, and he's got a 500-something. In one location or multiple All locations? over the place, Jones. They're huh. huge banners, and sometimes they're small, but there's basically in every area you're at, you, there's some banner in sight. 
I love these. I love that too. That's great. And what I also love is that part of the things you get out of a loot box, which is not one of the genius things, uh, but I, just another customization thing, you can customize what your character looks like in the banner. And so when everybody else is looking up and like, oh, there's the top crew, they see that thing that you assembled. They there's see that like image up there. something like that when you start the game showing like three people, like the mm-hmm. best squad ever. But yeah. I don't remember ever just looking up at the banners when I was playing. No. Because yeah, I wasn't like, crazy. I don't have time to look at this banner right now. Right. So I'm out of line here. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay. I don't think it's that genius. I okay. just think it's, it's fine. Whatever. The, the, weird thing, the weird thing that Huber and I discovered is that uh, the... The banners, maybe the legendary banners, cost the same amount as the top legendary skins. So hmm. those are twelve hundred, and the banners are also twelve hundred. More people going to see your banner than your skin. Yeah, it just seems like a weird valuation to me. Yeah, that's what I think. I think it's a neat thing to uh, another customization option, right? You have yeah. emotes, you have yeah. win quotes and stuff like that. I'll, I'll give you credit for that, Kyle. Is I think they're 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 on to something. Yeah, you know, the idea that the better you perform in a game where everyone is on the same map, multiple players, you know, dozens and dozens of people. Uh, you know, I wonder if like a, a, a game that has like AI, you know, that might have like zombies and, and blackout, you know, or like AIs added that like maybe they're colored the way you are, maybe they're your character model or you know, uh, some way that like too. you can visibly see stuff being affected, you know, in, in terms of one character. Globally, Replays, yeah. maybe, where it's like if, you know, every time the top player, every time they take someone out, it's replayed on a monitor and you can see it. So you can kind of tell, oh, they're over there. Okay, I'll go try to get that guy. Yeah, that kind of stuff's fun. You know, play the game. It's just like, it's cool to see. It's cool to have some notoriety amongst yeah. this crowd. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a smart idea. They can make more money off that, too. Because I don't hate that. Like, as a player, and that's just me. No, I don't hate I, it either. When I play games like this, I'm, I know I'm going to be terrible. I'm going to be in the, you know, the, the bottom of the list. And so, like, I'm not striving for the best. I don't see players that are, are like, being, you know, recognized for being on the top and being like, I want to be that person. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, uh, hats off to people that are that competitive and that good at these games so i would i would enjoy that it's like oh okay i'm, I'm having fun in my own game and i want to see the fruits of the you know the the top players i want to see like what how they're affecting the world by how good they're playing uh astute listeners will note that i called the last number six i somehow skipped one yeah oh, I, oh jones even noticed i was hoping you actually skipped it and we could uh jones i only have six genius things i don't have seven genius things i just realized i counted wrong <laughs> so here's the true number six okay. my final genius thing <laughs> Uh, I think it's genius they launched with eight characters. I think that is the right number. I think that you can get overwhelmed with a number of characters that you're being introduced to. Yeah. Where it's just like none of them mean anything. And so right now I think they have eight distinct characters. I'm not going to say they all have distinct personalities, but each of them feels like a different character that people know. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I love... uh, Gibraltar, you know, a great name. Uh, you know, so it's like I, I think eight was the right number, and I think that was kind of a genius move of uh, holding back day mm-hmm. one with your roster. Sure. Yeah, I think in a game that's hero focused, mm-hmm. um, it's hard. It's very hard, I think, to make standout heroes or like. Yeah, like how do you like, stand out? Like, like, especially day one, like yes. how how do, how do you like in that like do you want players really spending a lot of time trying to figure out who to play as or just playing the game? Mm-hmm. And you want them in the game playing. So the less decisions they have to make on that level, I think, is good up front to get them familiar with the game. And then you add more customization as time goes along. Yeah, and I think just in general, it's really hard to make really good characters. And, you know, just having a small selection makes it easier on the development team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wouldn't call any of them really good. What's the guy called? Mimic? 
Mirage? His name is Mirage. Mirage, yeah. I think he's kind of the standout personality, and I realize, I mean, it sounds like DJ Atomica. It just sounds like a sarcastic guy. But I kind of like, you know, he takes a selfie, and, like, another version of himself pops up behind and gives him bunny ears. Like, that's kind of cute, mm-hmm. but it's still not like, man, I love Mirage. Oh, you know, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. they're that, that. It reminded me of, like, Lawbreakers. Yeah, I hear you, dude. When I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. A little Tone. more fun. A little more fun tonally. But I mean, yeah. Lawbreakers is trying to be pretty wacky, too, sometimes, I guess. Maybe not as wacky, yeah. Were they cracking? Jokes? I just, I, I can't that remember. orb was cracking jokes. The orb I was remember cracking. There was an orb cracking yeah. jokes. <laughs> yeah, I think Mirage orb. is one of the ones you have to buy too. Yeah, Pay you gotta buy that. Mirage. Yeah, you gotta buy him. Yeah, or earn He's the locked one. One of the two locked ones. It's one not two locked ones. Not a good idea potentially to have something I can spend money on called Mirage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of spending money on Mirages, I want to talk about Nintendo's mobile game news. Uh, we have two, they did a, a quarterly report, annual report, actually, last week. Generally, Damiani, it's, I don't know to, how much to, to talk about with that, and I've, obviously you will on Friend Code. Um, they're not going to hit 20 million, as they originally said at the yeah. beginning of the year. Uh, it's going to be something closer to 17, of course. Uh, but I did want to talk about this, is that there was a new game announcement, mm-hmm. a mobile game. In the Dr. Mario franchise. Great franchise for a mobile game. Dr. Mario World is the title. Not much else. Spring, sorry, summer 2019. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I do. You know what? There is something interesting is the developer is NHN Entertainment, I believe. Did I write that down right? Um, I think that is... Okay, so NHN Entertainment, I didn't know who that was. That's a Korean developer who made Terra, T-E-R-A. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's like, I think that's their hit. Right. Yeah. Um, but when you go to Wikipedia, you learn they made five MMOs in four years. Released five MMOs in four years. Terra being one of them. Wow. Um, <laughs> their last puzzle game uh, is called Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Oh, it's based off the movie Kingsman: yeah. The Golden Circle. It's a it's a match three puzzle game. Classic. Uh, but it's like there's a turn based pu- like RPG. So like you match three and then like the boy like shoots a guy. Oh. Okay. Uh, that's all. That's all I can like gleam as I look forward to Doctor Mario. I don't think it's going to be I think dropping be with action. I bet it's going to be match three. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's yeah, my bet. That's I'm really. My bet. Hmm. I'm curious. Yeah, how they're going to do it and stuff because I doubt it'll be a, a standalone like a single price point purchase. Yes. I think Nintendo's learned their lesson that everything's going to be in game transactions, like free to play. So it's going to be a saga game, right? Like when you add world to it, we're going to have a world map that we're moving over level to level to level. I think the thing is that it's going to be that involved. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious to hear more details about it because it seems like on paper that the con- the idea of putting Doctor Mario on a mobile phone seems like obvious, yeah. but it's you have to think. Well, okay, is they going to do anything unique? And look at the, what they've done with their other games. How more, how elaborate they are for mobile games and. Dr. Mario is a concept. I was like, is this going to be... I was playing against other people online. As you said, it's called Dr. Mario World. Yeah. So, World. Hmm. That, 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 like, uh, you know, that brings up images in your head of, huh. Yeah, as you said, maybe there could be a world map. Mario, like, maybe you go to Dr. Mario Academy and you're learning to be a doctor and you're training under Mario and, like... Origin story? Yeah, like, there you go, Kyle. <laughs> oh <Uh-oh. laughs> <laughs> You're pulling me in. Because, Jones, I think it's actually a bad... Game. If it, we're talking straight Dr. Mario... I think it's bad. A D-pad on your touch screen, oh, like yeah. that never works out right for you me. You can like, do swipe controls. 
It probably kind of get, but like I don't ever want to play Tetris on a mobile phone. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, yeah, I need yeah, my yeah. D-pad. I need no, to I'll play Dark Mario on a mobile phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I feel like, Jones, is that it's not quite there where it's just like I can control this exactly as I need to. Obviously, you can play PUBG on a phone. Yeah. So like things can work. Things It could absolutely work as it does conventionally. I just don't see it being profitable as that kind of game. Interesting. Yeah, just whenever I look at the top... The top mobile games that I've never played in my life, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, that, that's still up there, huh? It, they're all kind of Dr. Mario-esque. Like, they all just are... Um, Candy Crush. Yeah, just they're, they're, they're puzzle games like that. They're stuff where it requires a little bit of thought, but I'm on to the next match really quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, it just seems like it could just fit really easily into that format. Experience when, like, Mario was coming to mobile, I was like, oh, no, regular Mario. Yeah. You know, I was like, how's this going to work? And I felt they kind of had to get creative with that setup. And they could get creative with this. I'm just not counting on it another game jones where i'm like how's this gonna work mario kart (laughs) nintendo's mario kart game uh which was to come out i believe by spring of 2019 has been delayed to summer of 2019 what's that called mario kart tour mario kart tour uh still no screenshots but nintendo says expect that later than we originally expect that sorry investors uh man i don't like i don't have a talking point for that game i don't know dudes yeah, I, I mean, I expect it to be. I expect it to have some kind of gotcha element to it, though. Whether it's char- oh, like carts, like either carts, cart parts, or potentially characters. Um, they give you like a, a base roster of characters and oh, parts. Oh sure, oh yeah. And then oh, you get like I only got like the five star version of Gold Mario, and then here's the three star version. It doesn't have quite as good as stats, so yeah, you want that yeah. dry bones. I, don't, pay I, also, up. I, I also heard a good idea that someone thinks that you don't actually play in real time. You, it's all about like the the, the cart shop and, like, and stuff. It's like, like setting up your cart and stuff, and then sending it to go. And if you don't hit the right stats and stuff, it's like chocobo racing in Final Fantasy VII, where you get to like <laughs> yeah. watch the race. Oh, no yeah. way it would work well, like yeah. that. He, well, I mean, is Nintendo known for online? <laughs> you know, it's like is Mario Kart Mobile suddenly going to be the first Nintendo game that functions wonderfully online? I feel like the, yeah, I feel <laughs> wow. like they want to tap into real time on- mobile against other racers. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's maybe doubtful. on the track you can at least like tap on the question there mark. Might be, yeah. Yeah, there Something might be like some interaction on there, yeah. but you, I don't think you're going to steer. Yeah. I don't think you're going to steer. Fair point, dude. Whoa. And you'll need tickets to, to race. Yes. Like you'll, there will be a time where you'll boot that app up and not be able to race. Why I think it's fair, Damiani assumes there will be gotcha in there. Correct me if this is wrong. Fire Emblem, I think, is by far their most successful Nintendo mobile game. If oh, we're not counting Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. It's still like they're just announced their second year anniversary stuff. Like they're going to keep supporting that game. It's making them money. Mm. Yeah. It's been a huge runaway success story for them. So I think to not try to apply themselves to that model would be silly. So, yes. yeah, I bet Mario Kart gotcha. will try to do the same thing. Y'all hear that? Oh. Sounds like it's podcast halftime. Gotcha. <laughs> wow. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of February. World premiere. Welcome back, D. Places, nothing without you. I always knew we would come back, even to fix a problem.
a science. When magnetism turned into machinery, and machinery turned into power. That was a world premiere video game from Bitcake Studio called D-Magnet. There you go. Check it out. Children's Miracle Network. More than 10 million kids enter a children's hospital across North America every year. To provide the best of care for kids, children's hospitals rely on donations and community support. Since 1983, Children's Miracle Network hospitals have helped fill those funding gaps by raising more than $5 billion, most of it $1 at a time. Its various fundraising partners and programs support the nonprofit's mission to save and improve the lives of as many children as possible. The link to donate is in the description. Mango. Beaten down Brian. iKeyless.com is now Car Keys Express. Ooh. Check them out at carkeysexpress.com slash store. They continue to offer replacement car keys for less than the dealership and remain proud sponsors of Easy Allies. Use the coupon code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 10% off of your order. Sweet Justice, a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. L. Fanis. Hogue Law, business law firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. And now, that good business lawyer has a YouTube and podcast series, Virtual Legality. This week, Hogue discusses GameStop's failed corporate sale and potentially dark future, the implications of Metro's flight to the Epic Games Store, and the enterprise license that led to a war between Facebook, Google, and Apple. Check it out at youtube.com slash H-O-E-G law or at most major podcast locations. And our mega sponsor, fantasycritic.games. Fantasy Critic is a new site where video gaming meets fantasy football. Grab your friends, create a league, and face off as you predict what the year's top rated video games will be. Just like fantasy football, you'll hold the draft and stock your roster with the hottest up-and-coming titles. At the end of the year, the player with the best lineup of games based on review scores courtesy of OpenCritic.com will be crowned the winner. Think you know what games will come out on top? Head to FantasyCritic.Games now and play for free forever. Also, check out our Twitter and subreddit to follow news about upcoming features. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. I want uh, a follow-up question. So that wasn't just a world premiere of the trailer. That was a world premiere of the game itself. Oh, yeah. It's a big deal, Johns. It's a big deal. You locked big it down. Scoop. You made it, boys. Yeah, it's a big scoop, baby. Uh, we have a segment called Future News I frequently bring up where it's not too interesting today, but I want to put it on your radar. I think this might be something interesting in the future. Uh, firstly, Microsoft announced a panel. I guess uh, uh, they're not called panel. Oops. Jones, oh, you yes. have one more thing to mention. And charities are uh, uh, not from the Children's Miracle Network is not our sponsor. Someone sponsored us Easy Allies at that tier and then chose to do, do a nice thing and yeah. uh, uh, give a shout out to Children's Miracle Network. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, thanks, Ian, for being on top of that stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, they're having a talk at GDC uh, titled Xbox Live. Growing and engaging your gaming community across platforms presented by Microsoft. The description of this event. Uh, Xbox Live is about to get much bigger. 
Xbox Live is expanding from 400 million gaming devices and a reach to over 68 million active players to over 2 billion devices with the release of our new cross-platform XDK. Get a first look at the SDK to enable game developers to connect players between iOS, Android, and Switch, in addition to Xbox and any game in the Microsoft Store on Windows PCs. So in March this year, Microsoft will be making a presentation of this uh, I think XDK just means cross-developer kit. I think it means SDK. Um, uh, uh, the capability of, let's say, logging into Xbox Live on your Switch, earning achievements in those games. Checking out your Xbox friends list on the Switch on your iPhone hmm. is something that they're working on and will be presenting in March. I mean, this could be a big deal. It could be a big could deal, be right? A big deal. I mean, if they get out... If there's some point in the next few months where I see Microsoft bring out a Switch in some presentation mm-hmm. and start doing that stuff and showing you getting achievements for Nintendo does achievements, even if it's not for Nintendo's games, but, you know, for other games, people are like, oh, there are achievements now. Oh, you can get Microsoft, you know, achievements on my Switch? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. On my iPhone? I have to use that stupid Apple Store stupid thing. Microsoft does what Microsoft, Nintendo. Microsoft achievements. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Or even like Microsoft, like making amicable, amicable uh, proposition to Nintendo about, hey, um, if you're not going to do achievements, you know, would you be consider like if we, you know, did some kind of partnership here? Yeah. You know. Hey, I, I can't like, imagine. No, no quarrel, Nintendo. No quarrel. <laughs> no quarrel. We won't touch your first party games, but for third party games and stuff that like. Yeah, you know, they're Microsoft games. Can we it has to be on a game by game basis, yeah, right? Yeah. I can't imagine them having uh, this third party software that works like on the larger overall uh, system software. Like, I think it'd have to be per game. I'm logging into my Xbox yeah. account. But yeah, I wonder like who'd be well, in yeah, on like that. Nintendo yeah. to like promote it, like saying like Nintendo when advertises in their Switch, it's like, hey, you get Let's these cool games, you get this. But like, guess what? Yeah. Mortal Kombat coming eleven, which has Microsoft achievement support or whatever yeah. it's gonna get called, like that being on that box, just like having that there on like the Mortal Kombat eleven Switch box, saying Microsoft whatever service Xbox Live with achievement support, something like that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Could be big. Could it's be a big. Step. It's a step. We'll a learn step. more in March, obviously. Uh, this one was forwarded to me by Bloodworth, and I'm like, you know what, Blood? That's actually a big deal. You know, I'll take this one. Uh, 2K, or Take-Two, and 2K in particular, uh, is starting a new studio um, with Michael Condry. And you're like, who's Michael Condry? Oh, Jones, you know Michael Condry? Yeah. Because we did an episode. You remember we did an episode about Sledgehammer of this podcast? One of my yeah. favorite things is, like, taking a deep dive. We did a deep dive into Sledgehammer. If you don't remember, yeah. uh, there were two people, Glenn Schofield and Michael Condry, who worked together and made Dead Space at EA. They made a, a bunch of games. <laughs> Dead Space was, like, their hit. Uh, it's what they left on. Then they co-founded Sledgehammer. And uh, Michael, in particular, served as director on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, Advanced Warfare, and World War II. Then... Both those men left Sledgehammer to work as executives at Activision. And this is where I kind of fell off and didn't know. Um, They both left that position. They were executives. They were like VPs of development or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they both left and said, okay, you know what? We're done with this. They probably just want to make games. Yes. uh, I think that might be the case. Uh, Glenn in an interview said, I have a few good games left in me. But uh, Michael Condry just this week showed up uh, that uh, he will become president of... Uh, 2K's new game development studio in Silicon Valley. He will build and lead a new development team to work on an unannounced project. We will see in probably two or three years. 
Cool, cool. Future news. Cool. Yeah, I, I like those two guys. I, I wish them all the best. I was on uh, uh, Glenn Schofield's Twitter to see like, hey, what are you up to, dude? He just like posts cool paintings and doodles. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. I don't know what his project is right now, but he'll like he'll do ocean waves, like a painting of ocean waves. I'm like, man, this guy. And then also like cartoon, like a big page of like dinosaurs with big bug eyes. It's like, okay, cool guy. Hmm. Cool guy. Looking forward to both both of those guys are working on in the future. We will not know for a while. That time for love and respect. Love and respect. I guess it's also pretty interesting that 2K is still developing new IP, whereas they kind of just snatched stuff up and put out old Weren't stuff for a while. Were they saying they were going to do stuff with Bioshock or yeah. something? Oh, do you think they're... It didn't say new IP, did know. it? It said new software, yeah. so he could be working Mike, on Bioshock. I was just saying, Weird. a year from now, you'd be like, this game is the next Bioshock. Like, not literally Bioshock, but hmm. now it could literally be That is what you Bioshock. sound like. That's what I sound like? Yeah. This game. Um, <laughs> I'd be bummed. I'd honestly be bummed if they hired him to come and just make a new Bioshock game. I, I want I want to believe that. what if it's that, a like, good I Bioshock wanna, game? Uh, like, yeah. I want a game that people would say, like, this makes me think of Bioshock, but it's not Bioshock. What game made you think of Bioshock? Bioshock. In the last five years? Huh. Bioshock. Well. All right, come on, dude. Uh... <laughs> You know I like doing updates. This one's kind of cute. Hey, uh, allies. A few months ago, a fellow ally wrote into the podcast to say how they had finished Persona 5 even though they were new parents. Well, my daughter just turned two months old, and while it's not quite the juggernaut that Persona 5 is, I just finished the Onimusha remaster. Nice. I wanted to say thanks to them for their advice on how they kept a wonderful hobby alive despite having a busy schedule. Planning to jump into Yakuza 6 next. So wish me luck. LNR, Zion. That's a feel good. Good job. Yep. I like this kind of question where you make me, you, uh, I, I, like a game has fallen off my radar and you bring it up. I like, I like this kind of thing. Here we go. Salutations, allies. This might be too late to make it in. Uh, it's not. Um, oh, make it in, and you may have brought it up in the podcast proper. I did not. But I wanted to ask you about a recent development in Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Oh, is that the yes. Platinum one? Not exactly, right? Yes. Yeah. So Platinum recently had oh. their name <laughs> removed from the game's site <laughs> and are no longer working on the title. Um, I should read their press release, actually, their, yeah. their Platinum Games. Uh, while we, Platinum Games, have been working on with Psy Games in co-development of the upcoming console game Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, we officially an- announce our contract on the project has come to an end. Development will continue, but we but be handled solely by Psy Games internal development team. We would like to express our thanks to everyone who has shown interest in the project and ask that the same support should continue for Grand Blue Fantasy Relink as production continues forward. Continuing on with the um, the letter to us. Between this, Scalebound cancellation and Cora and TMNT not living up to expectations, I find myself wondering what is going on at Platinum. What do you think? Of uh, respect, Y2Kyle89. Uh, well, Cora, was, Cora wasn't their fault. It's probably Activision. Cora was Activision gave him like no like two months development time. Wasn't TMT like that also? I think the rumors were like that too. Platinum's at its best when they get enough time and aren't dictated too too harshly, which I think was what was happening with Scalebound. I bet Scalebound was a clashing of just like development philosophies. Platinum's mm-hmm. like, bye. Okay, we, we, we want to do this and they're just... Microsoft's like, okay, no, you got to do this. And they're probably like, well, we have too much respect for our work, I bet. Yeah, we, we don't want to do this. Why do you think the split with Psy Games happened over 
I think it was possibly just uh, it was either money. Psygames probably decided that hey, do we really need platinum? Like, what are they adding to this? Like, what can like they're they're expanding? They're they're huge. Platinum's huge. No, or Psygames. Psy games. Yes. So I think they might have just reached a point where, like, well, do we really need them anymore? Like their contract came to an end. They probably were discussing it for a while. They're like. They probably saw what Platinum was doing for them. Like, we could just do this ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, we, we, and they we, want we, to. Yeah. Like, we don't need to. We shouldn't be outsourcing. We should be doing this ourselves if we want to become a bigger, even bigger name and have, like, build up a reputation. Mm -hmm. Especially, I think, this their global brand name, I think. I, I think it speaks a lot when they can just put their stamp on a game and say, we did this by ourselves and it's an awesome game and it does well. Um, what is the other game besides, uh, we saw a trailer for it recently, like, like, like Souls Like or whatever. Oh, yeah. What was that called? It's like a big CG trailer. Oh, it was a TGS. Yeah. The, the other Platinum one? No, just Psy no, Games. Psy okay. Games. Games. Like, they're yeah. trying to, yeah, I think they're trying to, like, hit it big with, like, console games. So they made the other Nintendo one that came out, right? They made, they, they assisted with Dragalia Lost. Dragalia Lost. Yes. And that kind of bombed. I don't think it bombed. No. I think it's doing pretty I well. I think it bombed. I think it's actually doing well. I think it's on track to be right. It's going to be the second best mobile game behind Fire Emblem Heroes, I think. Oh, you're talking Nintendo-wise. Oh, yeah. Talking about Nintendo-wise. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And it's a new IP, too. Yeah. I think it bombed. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You think what you're going to think? This is a little interesting. I'd love to know like the truth behind this. Yeah. But... To defend, you're saying Platinum's doing To defend fine. Platinum Games, when they've yeah. given them the proper... When they've... They've shown they've shown they can cut it before. I actually they, think they, they've actually made extreme developed extremely great games. They're probably hotter now than ever, to be honest with you. Like Bayonetta three is coming. Ne they'll probably do yeah. another that, near. Yeah, that's another thing, yeah. Kyle. That's a good point. Platinum might have said no and said like, "Hey, we actually don't want to renew our contract." Like Psygames were like, "Hey, we're ready to renegotiate. What do you want for your next one?" They're like, "Actually, we're too busy with other stuff. Like, we want to move on to other projects." That's totally possible. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, Bayonetta three. Uh, who knows what the heck else they're working on? They might just be too tech. The up. other thing is that, that weird Square Enix game. It was at the end of the Babylon's Square... uh, yeah. fall. Yeah, Babylon's fall. Yeah. Are they yeah. working yeah. on that too? Yeah, yeah. that is platinum. Oh, okay. yeah. They might just be stretched. Too I thin. think they only have like three development teams. I don't think. I think I don't know if they can go beyond that. Project Awakening. Yeah. I think that's the name of it. Thank you, Ian. Um, the one we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I think they have a lot of respect for the work. I think they know their limits, and they probably. Realized uh, that uh, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy uh, was going to be a long development cycle. Like they keep updating that game, it's going to be continuously developed. And I think they might have wanted out on that sure. to, to work on other stuff. Yeah, uh, I did check out the gameplay of Grand Blue Fantasy, the oh. console one. Oh, yeah. uh, Relink looks good. Oh yeah, I was. You watch it too? Uh, I've been excited for it. I've been waiting for its like release. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a little worried now. I'm still I'm, no release I'm, date I'm, on it too. Yeah, yeah, I'm down to try it, but the fact if it doesn't come out this year and the next time we see it, it looks different. I'm gonna be like, okay, nope, uh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out now. Yeah, I hear it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, cool. I think Platinum's in a year. We're gonna be respecting them even more. This next question, this next love and respect entry, a little salty. You know, I like oh, a, I like okay. a salty yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Segment's called love and respect, but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be about love and respect. Battlefield Five sales were impressive. Has Sony done anything to move the industry forward? <laughs> While its first-party software <laughs> remain unconquerable, its business tactics lean towards anti-consumer, see backwards compatibility and crossplay, and contributions to the industry outside of their games are uninspiring. Nintendo has introduced joysticks, rumble, 
battery backup saves, motion control, portable systems, and dozens more impactful changes over the decades. Microsoft introduced built-in matchmaking, digital downloads, achievements, group group voice chat, in-game invites, and other services previously unheard of on console. With news of Microsoft wishing to expand Xbox Live to third-party platforms, we talked about that, including Nintendo, this lack of innovation is more glaring than ever. And Sony seems to be isolating themselves to their brand instead of contributing to forward momentum. Outside of their exclusive library, has Sony done anything to move the industry forward? And will its lack of invention hurt them in an ever more inclusive future? Adoration and admiration, Grant. Wow. I don't want to get into a correction thing, but I'm pretty sure Sony was the first console with backwards compatibility. I don't know if it beat Game Boy Advance for the first system to have true back. I don't count Game Boy Color as backwards compatible. Like, it just added color to games. But GBA was backwards compatible with old GG. I think you can make a case for some Sega consoles, too. Just chunking them in, like the Sega CD. Oh, Oh, yeah. But I you guess. needed, like, the Genesis for that. Sorry. You're right, Genesis was the base of that. Those were all add-ons, but, like, yeah, the yeah, next yeah. system didn't actually play. Like, uh, the right. Genesis play Master... Probably or... some Atari game, or Atari console, though, had yeah, backwards compatibility. Yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah. Didn't but, you, like, it's fair to say but in PlayStation console, 2 had yeah. backwards compatibility. And it popularized it, yes. I think. Yeah. Like, everyone kind of followed suit after, because right after that, next gen was like... Nintendo's like, hey, we're going to have the virtual console. We're going to be backwards compatible with everything. So right. it's like, well, here's the PS3. It's backwards compatible with everything, too. Because Nintendo had been trashing everything. Like, hey, yeah. those carts, trash them. Oh, yeah. Those they, won't work they ever They worked again. completely yeah, yeah. against it. You yeah. know what? Like, listen, like, you can you can harp on Sony now what they're doing. I, I know they've not made – they've made some decisions that have angered, like, people who favor consumer rights. And But I think – Historically, you can look at the other companies and point to a lot of things. Nintendo was very, very anti-consumer for the longest time sure. under uh, their 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 old president uh, uh, Yamaguchi, um, the the one who like burned the bridge with Sony mm-hmm. with that add-on for the the, the became the Philips CDI, mm-hmm. wanting to stick with cartridges as long as possible because they didn't want to pay royalties to to other companies for CDs. And they wanted people to pay royalties to yeah, that they, too. Well, yeah, they like they were yeah. notorious for like you want to make license a game on our system, you were gonna pay yeah, you're gonna pay a lot for that. And no one liked them. Like they're like everyone was like, wow Nintendo, you, you kinda stink. I mean you make fun games, but your practices kinda suck and Yeah, so yeah. could that happen with Sony now? Is Sony being the Nintendo of the N64 era? Is, or is, is somebody about to PS1 Sony? Is this what happens when any so, when someone gets like in the lead or becomes like the best system of the generation? Like this, the, the so-called, they become too arrogant and they start thinking they can do anything they want. I see those accusations being thrown around about Sony now. Mm-hmm. I've seen it thrown out about Nintendo when they're in the top spot. Um, I don't remember being thrown out about Microsoft when 360 was like doing very well though. So I'm, I'm not sure. Like between Nintendo and Sony, does this... Is this kind of like cyclical? Whoever's I would doing say better? I would say Microsoft with the 360, they got a lot of Connect success and chased it in the completely wrong direction. Too hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, Xbox One, they burnt. They yeah, the, everything with the reveal of that went right. wrong. Because, but it was. I would say that was all a continuation of the success that the Connect somehow inexplicably got. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. That like saved the 360. I see. The 360 okay. had a second life because of Connect. I gotcha. And I, so I think that they're like, hey, the, we're a huge family console now. Didn't Sony do double dual analogs first? The yeah. DualShock? Yeah. 
And memory cards? Two, two analog sticks? You can give that to Memory Sony. cards too, right? No, no, no. Memory card. Like, and, uh, Nintendo 64 had the memory slot things that went into the back of the N64 controller. Was PS1 memory came out first? And, oh, sorry, PS1. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But even before that, uh, uh, never mind. Some Sega console? Uh, yeah, I don't want to get it wrong. But yeah, this clearly had been happening for a long time. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't call memory sorry. cards an innovation. Though. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to jump on you there. Uh, I would say Sony's biggest innovation is... Not like a feature, but I, I would say it's in their focus on first-party titles. Yeah. I think what you see <laughs> over this last generation and a half... Yeah, Microsoft's chasing that now. Yeah. They well, used like to have the, a really good free online service. The PlayStation, uh, their PlayStation Online service used to be free. Sure. Before yeah. they started charging for it. I mean, that was a good thing for a long time. When Microsoft was forcing you to pay right. for gold, you couldn't play online games. Uh, sorry, Ian, what? Yeah. Was, well, I was just going to say that uh, I think video games as an industry is kind of a weird outlier because like think throughout like the examples that this this question gave were really interesting and cool and I like this question because uh, if you think throughout the history of technology in like appliances automotive telecommunication what the company the companies that a lot of times come out ahead are the ones that don't iterate don't innovate or they don't innovate they iterate so like some guy invents the car and then he goes completely out of business and goes under, and then the next guy gets millions on it. Or what? Like, that's happened throughout history over and over and over and over again. And so it's kind of funny that we all just assume that it's... Because I think it is with video games cyclical. Like, one comes up, one goes down, you know? And, like, we assume they'll all just be around forever. Whereas, like, in the 30s or 40s, like... The first one of these guys would have gone out of business, and then the other one would have stolen all their ideas and succeeded with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. It's strange to think of the museum display of PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, when this thing, oh, you know what? I think another huge element, we got, I think we talked about it last week, uh, of the PlayStation's innovations is also being uh, a multimedia player. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I think yeah. that is a, a, a place where CDs, Sony did stuff. innovate and excel. And maybe yeah, as PS2, man. Yeah, PS2 is a DVD player. a console that can do that. Yeah. Best yeah. Blu-ray player too. Yeah, and so I think I would I would count that toward its innovations as well, which I realize is not a gaming innovation, mm -hmm. but is another reason why those consoles were so successful. I mean, would you argue that they tried to bring affordable VR experience to people, like yeah. a PSVR? Yeah, yeah. I mean, console VR plus like you know something that's not like was cheaper than like the 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 other alternatives, Oculus and Vive at the time, mm -hmm. and they weren't the first, but I mean. I see more people talking about PSVR than any of the others nowadays. So, I mean, I think they did something right with that. Yeah. Regardless of how successful I think VR has been. Uh, go ahead, Jones. I just also think they're just innovative with their games. I just think they, they more than a lot of other big entities I've seen, have invested so much in games they really believe in. You know, even just this last year, like looking at Spider-Man, it's like, this is not a fluke. This is a company that knows this is a you know property that people are going to be excited about. They know they got the right developer. They know exactly how much to spend, how much to market it. And so it's like exciting to see those benchmarks set, to see the company show how that should be done. You know, it's like the moment I was done with Spider-Man, it's like, oh, man, I want a Hulk game that they do this. It's like, it'd be, it'd be so great. It'd be so lucky if, like, you were a big fan of some comic book character and it got that amount of treatment that, like, they trust in Sony Santa Monica to, you know, following this game getting canceled, following big layoffs to, like, no, we believe in you and we believe in God of War. And it's just this humongous success. 
Yeah. So yeah, in in some ways, like yeah, they're not innovating technically, or they're not innovating. They're not really pushing like business in crazy directions, but like they don't have to. Like I think a lot a lot of the announcements I've seen this last year from Microsoft, at the back of my head, I have to think like, are they doing that because they're like we can't, we cannot compete with these you know incredible first party titles, these exclusive games. So we got to think of something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I, it's, it's kind of like a yin and yang. Like, I just think it's the balance of the industry. It's like they, they, they're not as desperate as some of these other companies. Yeah, they did the PlayStation move. They did, you know, they mm-hmm. did some Me Too things. But um, uh, I just think overall, uh, it's not a company where I'm like, well, they're fouling up. Yeah. You know, they're, uh, and if I was a stockholder, I'd be upset. Another thing I probably should have brought up in future news is a recent trademark from Sony, from Mark Cerny himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is a system of backwards compatibility that theoretically could emulate PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation 4 games. I absolutely expect the PS5 will play PS4 games at least. I don't Mm -hmm. think they need emulation for PS4. Right. Because it's x86 architecture. It's supported inherently. Yeah. And so, like, I I think that, like, it is, you could say anti-consumer now, and I could hear the argument. I think that argument of backwards compatibility will probably be gone next generation. Hmm. Um, And so I don't see, I don't see them losing momentum next generation. I don't, I don't see like this coming back to bite them in the butt or anything. Uh, I, I, they, they did have the best year of any video game console, it turned out. Nationwide. Country, sorry. Countrywide. Sorry. Planet-wide. <laughs> Worldwide. I was going smaller. <laughs> Statewide. No, sorry. In this room. No. Citywide. <laughs> um, in the whole entire planet, uh, the PlayStation 4 had the best year. Um, and so, yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to imagine that stopping just because of Xbox Game Pass or uh, uh, cross-play. Uh, I, think it's something, I think there are way bigger, bigger factors. In well, the, to me, the thing that's weird is them skipping E3. Like, if they don't have... I assume they have something huge planned for shortly before or after E3. But if they don't, then I'm like, eh, is their ego getting too big? Like, they might be setting themselves up for some kind of snafu. Yeah, I, I, I don't read. I, I've never read into that. I mean, it, it's a it's a good, like plausible explanation. Like the you know they could be just arrogant. I, I've always deep, deep down believed it's a one off year thing where they have something for PS Five yeah, announcement totally. planned this year. Mm-hmm. And wait till see. Wait till the end of the year and then make the judgment call on like what they did with E Three, like skipping it out, whether it was the right direction, uh, right decision or not. Um, but also like. With, Going back to like some of their like their practices and stuff, like let's be honest, there wasn't any backwards compatibility with PS3 on PS4 because of cell CPU right. architecture. That was just like a, so hard. That was gonna be a nightmare. That. It yes. was not worth it. I think everyone had expected. If whatever reason it was like just more analogous to what the direction they went with PS4 and it was easier, you would totally have seen backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to work out a way to do it that doesn't run into an issue where each system they're having to come up with like a, like that, that Cerny patent like just screams we need to find a catch-all solution for everything going forward so that we don't have to keep dealing with this each system because we're, we're not fortunate like microsoft to have you know our systems architectures being very like like it was easy it, i would argue it's easier for them to bring their backwards compatibility to where it is now and doing those nice upgrades for their older games uh for that that they also have incentive to do it because they were falling behind mm-hmm. um so that could be a part of it as well, but also uh, the the, the crossplay stuff. I also have to wonder, you know, um, you know, is that really is it just entirely arrogance and like Sony is the number one position, or is there any like is there any other explanation part of that? Because I don't think there is because it works. People so, it, people have had it. Oh yeah, we've had it work. Yeah, yes. we've had it work. So I wonder like if maybe it worked because it took a lot of like extra work on Sony's end potentially. 
Like, they I mean, didn't. It, it, it was like accidental. They had accidental crossplay working yeah. in Fortnite in a, sorry some other game. Oh, it was War Thunder. Uh, like, oh, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So like crossplay was functioning. It's like I think it's not actually that hard. So then it's a joke for them because I wonder if it's anything tied to like their whole thing about uh, changing usernames coming out or supposed to be up by this year yes. and how much of a nightmare apparently they claimed it was. Yeah. And that they said games made before April 2018, you might run into errors with online play because yeah. of you changing your ID. I'm like, that's just on their network alone. So if yeah. they had crossplay, is that could like, I wonder if it's just because of the backbone of PlayStation Network. It's like the, the 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 spaghetti code metaphor that like it just they've been fair, working on it for so long. A fair thing to bring they, up. Yeah. They, would, they, would, they would love to just cut it loose and start fresh, but they like all oh, those accounts. We'll lose all those accounts. We we absolutely cannot do that. Yeah. So I, I wonder how much of that is, you know, I'd like to know the truth behind that. It'd be really nice to understand um, that. Ian touched on another story that I didn't bring up that I, was kind of interesting this week, but like it bums me out in the strangest ways. We talked about how Sony they reported their sales. Uh, you know, best-selling console of 2018. Uh, their stock went down <laughs> because sales were, went down. Best-selling console of all of them, but still the investors wanted more. Mm-hmm. And a, a, an article I read, I'm sorry I can't cite it, um, mentioned that maybe one of the reasons that investors, another reason is they don't see the future of it, that they, they do feel discouraged about E3. They don't have a release yeah. dates for these 2019 games. And so they are feeling a little uneasy about the console uh, doing even better this year. Yeah, no PSX, no E3. Yeah, and so I, I think that soon, now Sony has financial pressure to say something. Yeah. I, and I think it'll happen soon. Oh, yeah, if their yeah. stock is going down, if it's going down 8%, it's time to say something. Yeah, that that'll definitely make them speak up sooner than later. Yeah, but I mean, I th- I have you have to imagine they plan for this that they they just they have a timetable in store for their PS5 announcement, and you have to hope that they they were smart enough that th- this is the we're going to stick to this, we're going to stick to our guns, we're going to follow this, and it'll all make sense. But from everyone else's viewpoint, it does make sense to be highly skeptical of like, do they know what they're doing? Are they just are are they really just out of t- that out of touch with everything? Yeah. Like also the sorry the statement some one of them made someone at Sony I think made a statement recently about like we all thought the next PS5 is gonna be like cloud gaming it's gonna embrace cloud gaming and they're like we're actually like several years from that being viable like five at least years. five years yeah. so it's like mm-hmm. not next generation yeah the generation after so anyone who was sold like I was kind of like hyped on that now it's uh, oh yeah that's Nope, don't get excited well, about that. Well, it'll still be PlayStation now. It'll still be a, a component of the console. Oh, yeah, but it's yeah. not going to be... I don't think it's going to be as grand or as elaborate as some of... Like, me. Like, yeah. I was like, expecting this, like, pipe dream, and it's a pipe dream. You know what? Uh, PlayStation now is an innovation that we just don't care about that Sony did. <laughs> uh, and so is um, the the streaming to a Vita. We just, like, don't care. It's oh, like... The, yeah, yeah, they're the first to do that Yeah, it feels bad, like, right? Wii U did the gamepad. They, game they have had yeah. innovations. We just, like, don't care about those. Uh, um, it is now... Time for bets. The code is, Jones looked at his phone. It's like, okay, all right, time for bets. Our, our, our front door is where I think food might be here. Oh, okay, all right, <laughs> Our front door is ringing. Uh, Let me drop my bet and then. Next week's bet uh, is about Trials Rising. Yep, yep. Uh, it's going to be released Tuesday, February 12th. How many created tracks will be Wait, available? No. No, you no, changed it. Other bet. Remember? Yeah, you changed it. Oh, because it's not February 12th. You're right, no. Oh, my you, goodness. Redo. A- Apex Legends. Yes. How many Twitch viewers will there be at this point next right. week? Yes. 92,500. Oh, John. Very strange, okay. specific number. Okay, get that food. I shall return. Okay, Damiani. How many 180,000. Okay. 200K. Nice. 
And remember, it was 305 when we checked it right before this podcast began. Uh, 101K for me. Ian? 114,000. 114. We're all pretty close on that. Let me lock that in. Last, last week's bet was about Wargroove. Oh, Wargroove. Um, that released hey, that Friday. That one did release, right? Yep. Yes. Uh, February 1st. It, yeah. How many times would I see the word advance in 10 most recent reviews on opencritic.com? I do these ones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jones bet 11. Bloodworth bet 13. Ben bet 11. I bet 9. Ian bet 12. I got two questions. Oh, cool. Does advanced count as the word advance? If it was a, if someone said tried to say it in the phrase wars after it, I think it counts because it's a it typo. Too. I think it counts. If, if the it, they just said advance and like not advanced series or advanced like wars, advancing. Mm-hmm. yeah, that doesn't count. Uh, does advancement count? No. Do they call it advancement wars? No, no, no. If somebody's oh, talking about no, advancement. No, 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 no. Okay. Absolutely not. All right. So I'm going to count advanced. And yeah, I got to call out Shaq News. It wasn't a typo, Damiani. On five different occasions throughout the entire review, called it advanced wars. It's like, come on. It's advanced wars. You're playing on a Game Boy Advanced? Um, uh, okay, so the total, on that series. The total number of uh, advance, advances. advances is 37. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Yeah. Jeez. A lot of reviews could not stop carrying it, comparing it wow. to Advance Wars. That's they couldn't so stop. Matter if they can't, yeah. Yeah, it would not have been high. Oh my gosh. Uh, God is a geek. I want to credit for being the only review to never mention Advance oh, Wars. Oh, nice. Well, well done. Very, very uh, awesome. Which isn't to say it's a bad review if you compared it constantly, because it is a good frame of reference yes, for what this game what is. is. It's fair. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's what I've been telling people. I'm like, do you like Advance Wars? Yeah. Play this. Right, right, right. I don't want to be critical of anybody's writing. I do want to be critical because it was a bet that Bloodworth just won. Uh, so uh, with his bet of 13, he, he, won, he is the closest to 37. Um, that brings our total scores to Scrappy Little Pigs 3. <laughs> Gorgeous Gorillas 1. <laughs> on that board. Uh, before we go, you know what? I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to squish this one in. I want to squish this one in. It's a, what do you want? Do we have to go, Joe? Squish what in? It's like another, a, it's, another a, it's a comment. Oh, comment. And it's okay. basically a love and respect. Okay. We don't squish have to respond it. to it. I'm squishing it in because uh, we missed we missed corrections last week, and so oh. there was one comment that like stuck to me, and it was because we were talking. It was that person who wrote in and says, "Hey, I want to be an indie game developer. What do I do?" Yeah, yeah. And there were the comments were full of really good recommendations and things, but like I felt weird saying like, "Don't chase your dream too much." You know, that felt it stuck weird with me giving that advice, and a lot of people actually appreciated that. They're mm. like, "Yeah, you're just being realistic, Kyle." But I wanted this is an interesting story. Okay. Um, this is from LeVar Green. This is a YouTube comment. I would like to comment on the viewer who sent in their letter about quitting their job to become an indie developer. I'm 40 years old and besides music, my passion is and always was video games. I too always wanted to be a game dev growing up. Finally, when I graduated from high school in 1996, I went to a college for computer graphics in pursuit of my dream. Keep in mind, during this time, going to school, especially on the East Coast, to make games was extremely rare. Anyway, I'll try to keep this short. Well, shorter. My point is, I went to school for games and failed miserably. I had a nervous breakdown and felt like a true failure because up to that point, I failed at everything. 
I didn't have the perspective that I have now. Huber is right. Go for it, fam. I know. I now know you can live with the fact that I simply suck ass at that, in that field. I don't think even. Uh, I don't even think about the what if anymore. Oh, remember when I said my passion for games is for music? Sorry, is the same as for music? Well. I've been making music and performing for over 10 years now. With my band, I've done shows with or have opened for The Roots, De La Soul, Wu-Tang Clan, and A Tribe Called Quest. What I thought would be, I would be really good at turned out to be for something else. Fast forward to today. I'm using my music to get into the game industry that way. Mm. If you can't go in the front door, take the window in the back. Keep pushing and yes... That will be devastating if you fail. You'll get past it if that happens. I won't say don't let it get to you because it most certainly will. I'm saying don't let that kill this thing called life. Live and learn. Find out who you really are. You have to go through the bumps. You never know until you leap. Just because, or just don't have your plan A. Also be your plan B, C, and D. That was my 20-year mistake. Love and respect. Love that comment. That, yeah, actually, great. that one stuck that with me. Awesome. I was like, man, yeah. I was thinking about that guy's life. Open for De La Soul. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, and I think a, a good perspective on all that. Appreciate that. Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. That would be where you would go on to go if you're curious about supporting the easy allies. If you give $5 or more to uh, the, the easy allies, for instance, you get early access to this very podcast, in fact, and many other shows. But you'll get this podcast on Wednesdays instead of Fridays. And you can submit to our most popular segments uh, love and respect and pro strats only, please. Uh, who's in the Bloodworth seat? Damiani? Yeah. 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 Huh. Oh. Ooh, Ian has yeah, an update ahead, too. Ian. Okay. Update. This should be a new segment too. It's now time for Ian's tech update. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Ian's tech update. I just wanted you guys to know that we have ordered sound treatment, acoustic treatment for the room, uh, but I just got the ship date, which will be at the end of this month. So the room will sound echoey. I mean, especially in here, because I'm not treating in here. But uh, the main stage will sound echoey until March. So just gird your loins. Also, we know that a couple of the lights are flickery. We thought we addressed it, and we will have to continue trying to address it. <laughs> Thank you. That was a good up- I love this segment. Please be excited. This is our new most popular segment. Yeah, <laughs> um, be excited. Uh, Damiani, as the, in the Bloodworth chair... <laughs> You get the right and responsibility to share a Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you would like to promote. Mm-hmm. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with throughout this entire podcast. Huh? And you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. Sure. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Damianicus. Um, I know the video I want to promote. It's been enough time now for most of you that uh, you should be able to watch this without fear of spoilers. Um, spoiling anything, uh, you need to go check out Brad's review of Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, it's time nice. to, to celebrate. You got to keep the celebration going for this. And, uh, keep it going. It's part of the fun and the, the, the kind of like the, the community part of it is going to check out other reviews and stuff and like whether you agree or disagree and just sharing your thoughts and stuff. It's like I feel like that's a big part of the release process. And uh, I know people were – I saw comments. I went and read comments and it was great to see comments saying – X days. I am now finally free. I can post here and talk yeah. without fear of spoilers and Same. stuff. Because people are afraid of now. the comments and stuff. It's not just watching the video. It's just anywhere's a landmine. Yeah. So um, people should be starting to finish it, I think, about like now. And uh, it's a good time to go back if you skipped it because that was your reason. Um, final word on anything. Um, I just want... I 
one thing I do want to say is I want to point out that uh, the PlayStation 4 uh, best-selling um, worldwide, right, Kyle? Um, but, you know, it doesn't include those moon sales. So I'm going to have to say, I have to call that into question. Sorry, moon sales? Yeah, the moon sales. So explain that to me. Do you think anyone, or space sales, do you think anyone in space, space station or anything, ordered a copy of a PlayStation 4? Do you think it was possible? Do you think anyone, since the PS4 has been released, do you think someone has bought PS4 in space? Not delivered, obviously, just like bought it, like, you know, on some kind of like... <laughs> I'm not talking. This is your final word. I'm not saying another word. <laughs> All right. No, final word is uh, I'm really upset that there's an entire Fall 3, but I hope that uh, Apex Legends does well because I don't want Respawn to become the next victim of EA closing and shuttering a studio. And with that, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. They have like this set number of times that they have to keep sneezing.